Jane, I'm super excited about this conversation for many reasons. Uh, one, I'm glad to get connected with you. And two, I love the category that you're in. So we're going to break through all of this stuff. But why don't you start with, tell me what your franchise story is. Like, how do you even get to becoming a, a franchisor? And how do you get into the franchise space? I didn't know that it was going to happen. And by the way, thank you for having me on, Nick. Um, I, I have to say this, though. I was on a podcast about an hour ago, and the host of that one said that was the real podcast. Oh, Charles. Yeah, he's my attorney, so I have to do whatever he tells me. So I had to say that. <laughs> well, well, I promise you it was actually the shorter podcast. Not because it went shorter <laughs> in time, but because Charles is shorter than I am. So I actually... <laughs> I got, I got the last word in, so Good. now we can get into it. Yeah, so to answer your question, um, I really didn't know I was going to ever get into franchising. I, When I went to grooming school and got my first mobile bill, I actually had asked the grooming instructor and owner of her business, why doesn't she get into it? And she's like, oh my gosh, it's six-figure investment. It's it's all of these things. It's years and years before, you know, and, and so that's kind of where it started. And I really just got interested with the franchise space because in mobile pet grooming, as you well know, it's really, you know, it's, it's an untapped market. And I just know that the service is so necessary countrywide. Uh, that is why I wanted to grow that way. Cause I knew I could grow as many mobiles as possible, but the only way that I was really going to be able to make a dent in the need for this, you know, market is to franchise. And so it's been a few years. It has been a big investment, time and money and energy, but I just think it's going to totally be worth it. How are you staffing your court? I assume it's, you have the corporate unit. How are you staffing that? Are you, are you still doing the work? I am not a groomer anymore. I was a dog and cat groomer for, you know, since 2010. Um, everybody that is on my staff, they, they have been cat and dog groomers. So we know what it's like to do the work. Yes. Okay. And so now how, how big is your staff on the corporate location? So there's, uh, we have two corporate trainers and then I have the corporate manager and she works on, you know, taking care of the corporate location as well as anything to do with franchisee and franchisee support. Okay. So she's, she's meeting the needs of your customer base and working on the franchise side. So, and, and the reason I'm, I'm leading into this, cause I, I'm curious about this. I'm going to, I'm going to give two examples. Um, last year we, we, we have a, pool in our Atlanta home and we need to get pool service. And I reached out to probably 10 companies there, no, no callbacks. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, if, if I'm a franchisor in that space, this is a great story, but I better start figuring out how am I going to fit or fix the employee issue? The same is true on the grooming side. Uh, we have a six month old dog. Uh, and I tried to find grooming services, uh, including calling franchises because I, I support them, uh, and no callback. And it was one of, one of them. It took it took four weeks to return the call, which I thought was odd. And then they were calling every single day. I was like, "Look, you you lost my business because you didn't act when I reached out." And they said, "Well, we have labor issues." And so I think about like the way that you position this, you, we know that there's a high demand. We know that human beings want to take care of their, their pets and need to for the health, purely for the health of the pet. Um, 
And so the demand is high. And so now you've built up your corporate location and you're figuring out a way how you, how you staff it properly. Do you have giant dreams now on the, on the franchise growth side? How does it align with what you're seeing in the labor side? I really believe that we'll, we'll be able to, to meet all of that. Let me, let me explain why. First of all, the employees that, that I have, uh, they've been with me seven, eight, nine years. They love what they're doing. They get a quality of life here. And really it's telling that story, having them explain or explaining why it is better to work in mobile grooming period. The dogs have less anxiety. So the groomer has less anxiety there, you know, and then we have quality of life where they can kind of create their own scheduling. Um, uh, so that a lot of people will even apply, but they don't have this, you know, the skill set. So you need to have, a, you know, minimal like skill set to, to do this. Um, then you come here and we teach you how to do it, the Vanity Fur way, to do it safely and comfortably. Um, but, you know, I've had very low turnover with getting groomers. Another thing is that we've created our, our vehicles to serve the groomers. So in our vehicles, it's they don't have to lift a dog. The dog doesn't have to jump. They don't have to bend over all day. It's all automated, electric. It's super state-of-the-art. It's comfortable. Um, you don't really see that everywhere. And a lot of those folks that you were calling, the, the thing is the competition, they usually are the ma and pa, you know, folks that maybe are a groomer that start the business, put put a name on the side of a, a van or, or, or a trailer, but they don't know how to run a business and they don't know how to hire and they don't know how to, um, you know, create a system. And so they, they get bottlenecked with trying to recruit good people. I don't have that problem. I've been hiring people for years. So, yeah. Is it, is it difficult to train someone how to groom an animal? So we do bring them in with at least eight months to a year of experience. Uh, when I started, I only had six weeks. Uh, so it's not like that it can't be done in a, in a sooner time frame. Then they come to us and we just fine tune them. Our clients are looking for, for clean and comfortable pets that can be in their home and be in their bed. So it's not high-end, boutique, coloring, um, you know, fancy. It's just people like you that want their dogs clean so that they yeah. can hang out in the house, you know. So, no, it's it's not really hard once we get them. Typically, they do come from like a big box, uh, you know, store uh, that has grooming there. And then when they come to us, in the mobile side, because we say, once you go mobile, you don't go back. Uh, that's true for the dogs, true for the dogs, uh, humans, and true for the groomers. I love that. So now you're, you're officially a franchise. That process took some time. Yes. How's, how's franchising going so far? You, you know, it, it's slow going. It's a, a whole nother business I'm learning. You know, there's development and, and you know, trying to learn how to educate prospective franchisees, you know, working with brokers, working with, you know, FSO, like, you know, all these different things. Now what I realize is I just really kind of have to dial it back, tell my story, have people understand where I was to start my my business initially, yeah. reach out to those people. So it, it's slow going, but I, I've learned a lot in the last couple of years. And, you know, I just, I think we just need to go slow in the next year and we'll get there. It's just, it's just slow steps. You know? When did you officially become a franchise? Uh, January, 2022. Okay. So well, a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I so I would imagine you're you're right now you're waiting for people to come in organically. And so from your viewpoint, you're like, I, I know I'm in the right category. Pets, not, not hard to win in pets. <laughs> um, I have a good business model. I've engineered the, the van, the mobile unit to be strong and, and cut out some of the challenges that would be for another staff member. I don't have to worry about brick and mortar, which there are some competitors in the space that do. And so now you've positioned this what has what have you tried from a development standpoint that that hasn't worked uh as, as you look back in retrospect that says you know especially for another new franchisor that they could learn a lesson from this too i think what i've learned during the last year and a half is to to really kind of peel back where i started um i was in the restaurant industry and just wanted to do something didn't know what i was going to get into and so what we're trying to say is that this is something you can get into slowly. You can, you know, put, put one toe in and start with one mobile. Even if you're still, you know, you're, let's say you're an accountant or you're working in the restaurants or whatever it is you're doing that you're looking to even get into a business or franchise that here you could start with one mobile and, you know, you work less than a couple hours a week. And when you're ready to scale, when you're ready to fully dive in, that is what we want. We want if we want you to be fully ready and that you could scale as as many mobiles in your territory. You know, the more I guess the more money you want to add, you know, the more the more vans you add. Yeah, right. So th so that's what I learned. I think we were looking for, you know, something bigger. At, but these are the people that are looking for franchises. They are kind of, you know, wary. And I don't blame them. I, I went through the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, from from where where I stand, if I'm thinking through where's the area of opportunity, um, mm -hmm. and look, I'll, I'll put back up your website because I think there's there's value in this. I, I always try to see what is what is the why you why now, and that's mm -hmm. always the message I want to see. So tell me tell me why I want to be in the business first and foremost. And I I do think your personal story of working your way up and building this to scale will connect with someone else that says, maybe I don't have the money for a fully built out doggy daycare. Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about pets. What else exists in the category? And here you're saying, here's how I built something up. I think there's, there's tremendous value in there. I don't think it's hard to see that what the business opportunity is because of all the things I just went through. I think it's about educating and getting in front of the right buyer. And, and frankly, it could just be a, a buzz factor that you just haven't built up enough buzz or energy around the business. Do you make, um, do you make an earnings claim? Uh, we do have an item 19. Yes. What are you reporting in that? Uh, it's 24% net profit. Are you doing gross, gross uh, sales too? Oh yeah. Everything is, is listed in our item 19. And, so what yeah, I'm sorry. What, what, what are gross sales? Uh, so each each vehicle per year can earn about 120,000 a year. So that that's the magic number because mm -hmm. look, when you're your your investment range is 78 to 96. Yeah. And so you're showing a gross higher than that, but if you look at the net profitability on what your gross is in in a scaling business, let's let's the Let's compare it to a restaurant. A restaurant could cost four hundred thousand dollars, and so for four hundred thousand dollars, you have you have five five mobile units. Mm 
and five mobile units in your world would do somewhere in the range of $600,000. And at $600,000, the net profitability on that could be close, close to hundred grand on it. There's not many other franchise brands that gross that could grow that at a gross of 600 are, are doing that, that high. And so there's, there's value in positioning. Look how I've engineered the business opportunity as a part of this, because to the, to the end user, if you're passionate about pets and what you just said about scale, scaling at your own pace, like this stuff starts align, aligning. I was talking with a, another franchise earlier today. So it always surprises me that, that that's the, the, the logo in the industry ends up building these segments. But the reality is I want to see what the bottom line numbers are in comparison. Cause like a pizza brand could do 10 to 12% net mm-hmm. and it, it does $800,000 gross, but you're open 24 seven worrying about how that unit's working versus something that is more lifestyle uh, driven. So, you know, from, from where I sit, I think you've done the right things. It could just be a gap in, in exploring uh, the buzz. Yeah. You know, when I, when I had four mobiles, I was pretty much absent owner. That was pre pandemic. That's when I started to honestly get bored and decided to to franchise because I was absent. I was able to go to vacations. I was, you know, and this business tells you when it's time to grow, you know, and it's only a couple of employees at a time, one, two, you know, and then, and then the van is booked to capacity. That's why people aren't calling you back to groom your dog because I haven't been able to take new clients since I've been doing the franchise side because I'm not building more and more vehicles because the demand is there and it's all word of mouth. And, you know, so, you know, so it starts taking its own life, you know, and honestly, if, you know, if the owners, you know, wants to close the whole bit, nobody's going to know the clients aren't going to know that you close the doors for a day or, or a week to go to Mexico or whatever, but not that you would even have to do that if you position your, your employees and build them up. So, you know, they can take care of it. How do you, on the human side, not get discouraged by franchising? Like what, what is keeping you, I mean, you're, you're happy. You seem happy. Uh, you're smiling. It's not like doom and gloom. Uh, what, like, how are you preventing getting discouraged by this process? I don't know because it has been discouraged. There has been, you know, it's been two years, but it's almost like, starting honestly starting the mobile pet grooming business was way easier than this and it just you know came to me i guess maybe i thought it was gonna be like that in franchising because who wouldn't want mobile pet grooming who wouldn't want vanity fur who wouldn't want this for themselves in their own community but i get it like i get that there's folks out there probably looking at like cleaning gutters or doing tile and grout and maybe a pet business and you know there's a lot of factors to to consider but franchising my business has not been easy at all. Um, and I've learned a lot in the last couple of years. I'll probably learn a lot in the next couple of years. And so that's why, you know, I really thought it was going to come out of the gate like a racehorse and knock them dead, but, but, uh, that really hasn't occurred yet. Well, okay. So whether this is a good insight or not, here's, here's the text exchange with, with my wife. Uh, our dog's name is Rizzo. I said, Rizzo at vet. She said, fin- finish. They will look at the fecal sample and spray the areas. He had some, some weird things around his, his areas. Mm-hmm. I said, got it. 
Next question. And haircut question mark? They don't do it. Just huh. vet. And so from an insight standpoint, if, if, if I'm you, you can certainly wait around for the phones to ring. But if I look at, at where are areas of opportunity, I'm calling vets. I'm calling vet business owners. I'm calling them and say, do you guys do grooming? And they're going to say no. We say, would you be open to having a discussion with me about a franchise opportunity that could easily latch onto this? What you would have with a vet is they're, they're not going to be franchised. And so they're not going to have any non-compete issues on, on leveraging that business. And the reality is, I would imagine so many of their customers, they already know who the customer is. Why not have an upsell opportunity and a branding opportunity to get out into your marketplace? I see that that is huge. Um, when we went on vacation a few weeks ago, we did drop off at a doggy daycare, independent, non-franchise. They don't have grooming services. They were willing to give a bath before Rizzo came home, but to get a haircut, they don't have it. So for you to call them, now all of a sudden you're starting to build a persona of who your target could be. And so now, whether it's two a day, you're building your own KPI of opening up these conversations. What these could also turn into if you took that approach, and I know it's like old school sales or even just connecting with them on LinkedIn, it should connect to people that are one degree separated from other folks who might be a good franchise owner for this. And I think that's that's probably the hardest part for, uh, for a startup franchisor is there's nobody gives you a playbook and says, go try doing these things. And networking and everything in life ends up having such a tremendous impact. So if it were me, as I'm trying to think through where, where's your area of opportunity, I mean, calling vet, vet uh, business owners could be an interesting approach to this, you know? I never thought of, I've never thought of that. Hey, one, one good idea came out of this. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to say this, you know, about about that. You know, I was talking to a gentleman that was interested in our opportunity uh, a while back. Uh, it was a discovery day. He didn't think that he thought I would only be successful because I'm in California. And I and he was in Florida. And I said, if I'm successful in California, you can be successful anywhere. And just call. Try to get a groomer. It, you know, just call about your dog. Call four or five different uh, groomers, mobile, whatever, and, and go through that experience, you know, and, uh, you'll see that there's a demand, you know, everywhere. Yeah. That's where I, and this is not overly helpful advice. I, I have another franchisor and I've been saying, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. And he's started spending a lot of money on digital and he's like, it's not, it's not going, where are my leads? And I said, dude, it takes six months you got to stay the course. And now he's going to sign his first franchisee and he's two years in and he spent a ton of money with the brokers and he got nothing from the broker systems. And finally he's got, he's going to have his first organic deal. I said, look, I know this has been a pain to get to this point, but once you have one, you, you can now have a validator and do everything possible to make that one successful. So I know this is, it's hard advice to hear, but you're in a good business. I mean, you could look at like Aussie Petmobile. There's been other brands similar that have had tremendous growth. Mm -hmm. I think it just, it, it sucks chasing to get that number one. But again, if, if I'm you, 
I look at the at opportunities to call and network with lookalike businesses like a vet. And it, even if they say, I'm not interested, you can also say, do you know anybody who's ever inquired about franchising with you that you could connect me with? Good people will, will guide you to the right, right pathway. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure it sucks to be in your position to have franchise and not sold the first one. Well, I, I actually do have two franchises. I oh, have good. The two first franchises, uh, franchisees that I have were actually groomers. Um, so one started last September and she's doing really well. She's getting her next van. Uh, she, she's getting her, her third van. Oh, that's great. Coming in a couple of weeks. And then we have the second franchisee. She just started with uh, uh, January 1st. And, you know, she had a full book of business with from zero clients to full book of business in just under three months. Where and are those two franchisees? So here in California, one's in uh, one's Vanity for Chino Hills and the other one's Vanity for Menifee. And how did they find you? They were my groomers. They were employees they of were, mine. They were I one degree to, separation. Yeah, I uh, I went to IFA and and uh, was at a round table and everybody there it just came up that you could offer this to your employees. It didn't even occur to me to offer it to my employees. And I thought my employees that had been with me six, seven and eight years would have jumped on it, but they didn't. And they, they really liked the franchise side. They want to train and, and all of that. So everything just kind of positioned itself, you know, really great, but you know, they know me, they, they like me. And so, you know, they get the industry most importantly, and that's why they wanted to jump on board. But just, just kind of conveying that to somebody that doesn't know mobile grooming industry, you know. Okay. So yeah. two employees became franchisees. You're you're disappointed that other people outside of your network haven't bought in yet. But yeah. for what it's worth, I just I just put it into LinkedIn. I put just dog groomer. And there's sixty-seven thousand people who have that title on LinkedIn. <laughs> if I were you, you take the story, you take your two dog groomer stories and how I went from groomer to owner. Mm. And you take those two stories and you just start networking and sending these to all these dog groomers that are on there because these are, even if they're a, a small business owner of a small grooming, you could say, look, here, here's the infrastructure that I can put around you. So yes, I think with a little bit of creativity and a little bit of hustle, you can, you can get there. Yeah, and you know, I, owners don't need to be groomers to to do this business. So, you know, I just want to be sure that yeah. people understand you don't necessarily have to be a groomer. A groomer could do really well at it, but you know, somebody that wants to grow it and hire the groomers, you know, would be, they would be growing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. So to someone that's out there, they've landed into this video, they've watched it to this point, you don't know them. What do you want them to know about this opportunity? If they're, if they're a ghost candidate out there in this world, I just, that it could do for you what it did for me when i was in the restaurant industry i was working when somebody else told me to be there i was giving them my time for for their their pockets not my own that when you start your own business that it's not just working with pets but that it gives you the freedoms if you want like the freedoms the freedoms i wanted was i wanted time freedom i wanted financial freedom I, I just wanted like, like to have a lifestyle and, and do it all on my own terms. Um, it afforded me that. And I, that's what I would say, like, do that for yourself. 
you'll be really grateful and that you could grow as much as you want. When you want to earn more money, you add another mobile, one more employee. And there you go. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. All right. So for anybody that's around the web, you could go to vanityfirst.com and click on franchising to find much more about the story. Um, but I think this is great. I mean, the whole idea here is to create introductory opportunities. And if just one person sees this, then hopefully we can build some momentum for you. Uh, and I, you know, I, I look forward to hearing how we turn the dial here and turn up franchising. So Jean, thank you so much for having a conversation with us. We're going to get there. Thank you, Nick. Okay. See everybody. Appreciate Take care. It. Bye.